0: Good day and thanks for joining us here at Molly's Place, a bi-weekly book club where we read, relax, and review books written by authors of color. My name is Vanita. And my name is Cherie. So grab a drink, find a spot on the sofa, and let's get started. This week's book is The Sellout by Paul Beatty. Um, He was born in 1962. Hey, shout out to 62. (laughs) He grew up in Los Angeles, California, received an MFA at Brooklyn College and an MA at Boston University. He currently lives in New York City. He's a recipient of two awards. 2016, he received the National Book Critics Circle Award for fiction, and then the same year, he won the Man Booker Prize. He has written several other books. One of them is The White Boy Shuffle. In 2008, he wrote a novel called Slumberland, which brings us to his current novel, which is The Sellout. He wrote that in 2015. The actual location of the setting is in Dickens, California, and it's like a ghetto community outside of the area of Los Angeles. One of the things I like to tell the readers before you read this book, if you have a problem with the N-word that refers to black people, and I'm going to say it, nigger, you may not want to read this book. Well, I think it's reading the book is going to... maybe take some of the sting out of the word, especially if you use it in a historical context. But if you are sensitive to that word, which I found myself being very sensitive at the beginning of the book of that word, as I was wondering, you know, every it felt, felt like to me every other word was the N-word. I mean, there's got to be another word, something you can use besides that word. But because of the context of the book, it worked. I, I didn't feel offended because my father used it all the time. Everything was nigger, nigger, nigger. And I was like, oh, my God, this man. But in in the same breath, we were never allowed to use that word. He can use it all he wants to. Mm -hmm. But if he ever heard us say that, we would get in big trouble. But I understood it, even describing the things that his father did for the community. Yeah. Like the nigger whisperer. The nigger whisperer. Come on now. His father was off the chain though. A part of him, he, he was just over that line of... Being a sociopath, actually, he would torture that little boy in order to teach him a lesson because maybe that's what he thought that the world was about, being sensitive to who you are in that society. But good grief. How could you do that to a child? You know, I didn't find it funny at all. A lot of people would, but I don't understand what would be so funny about giving a child electric electrical shocks to make them remember things or, you know, that's. That's trauma. And then he isolated the little boy. Exactly. He really didn't have a lot of dealings with the outside world other than what his father controlled. Exactly. So it wasn't like he was teaching him how to survive within you know, society outside. He never left outside that area. He never left the area, so that became his world. And when the world was taken away from him, he went to extremes to try to, try to get it back. And it just wasn't coming back. Not the way he wanted anyway. I think him being a a proficient gardener says something about his desire to see things grow and to be the best at something, even if it was growing an an orange. Or a watermelon. A watermelon. Um, And being able to manipulate it, I guess, in a way... He was manipulated mm-hmm. to be what he wanted it to be Exactly. because he, he grew ve- uh, fruits that the whole community was like, oh, my gosh, this is the best fruit I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And he said he was he would do things to it to make it taste that way. Yeah. He grew a, a, what is it, a square watermelon. A square watermelon. Now, I don't know how you do that. You put it in a box or you put it in something, and when it grows, it only can grow that in that shape. What? I'm going to have to try that with something else. No, I don't think so. Well, you don't like watermelon anyway, so that's besides the point. But his father was a social scientist and an interim dean of psychology at a community college. And that's what's confusing to me because did he do all these experiments just with his son or was he presenting these experiments maybe like as a what if in his classes? Because he just sounded demented to me. Yeah, it was a little extreme. And, I, and that's one of the things I have to learn when I'm reading books. Vanita, it's fiction. It's fiction. Don't. Because even in a prologue, mm-hmm. I was very confused. I was like, I don't understand who is talking, mm-hmm. who, I mean, how is this related to the book? It's like, I just could not follow the prologue, but I read it. Yeah. And then at the end, I was like, okay, all it came together. Yeah, you, but, have, to, you have to stick with it, because it's not, it's a good read, but it's not an easy read. It's not an easy read. And... It's a kind of read that sometimes you feel as though this is just a little out of the, out of the ordinary. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, wouldn't ever think to even write uh, something like write that. Write something like that. Like, uh, what's the guy's name? Um, Harmony Jenkins. Now you, l- now, you know the little rascals. They, all the names of the little rascals, they're named after wheat grasses and stuff like buckwheat, stymie, alfalfa. Those are all agricultural terms. That, you know, you can go and get alfalfa sprouts. And then he come up. His name is Harmony. His name is Gritz. That's not Harmony Grits. <laughs> so you don't even get you don't even get to be something green. He got to be Harmony Grits. <laughs> and Harmony was my favorite <laughs> character. He was off chain. It is a comedic book. I guess you have to have a certain sense of humor. Yeah, you gotta have a pretty twisted sense of humor to And me. I'm thinking if you're not of the black Culture. If you haven't grew up in a certain mm-hmm. black culture, you will you'll kn- you you, you, you will not get it. You you're won't not gonna get, get it. it. You're not get it. It's it's still worth the read. And you have to also remember it's a book of fiction. It's fiction. And it's not true. But I know it's but not it, true, but, but I it, know a lot of people who act like harmony. Oh my goodness. I oh. loved Harmony. He's uh-huh. off the chain. And harmony was just too much. That's, I mean, I was just like, oh my God. But he you know. To let somebody beat you up because he felt so low in his mind and his heyday of being in The Little Rascals, which he wasn't really in. He wasn't, he really, was just, he wasn't really in The Little Rascals, but he warming down, he was. Because I I watched just about every Little Rascal that there is, and it was none of them named Harmony. The scene in which he tried to hang himself. Oh, Lord. One of the mercy. things, I listened to the book because I commute back and forth, and my commute is so long that I listened to the books on tape, Whoever else, they, they can choose to, I read re- to read it. So I'm driving to work, and I'm listening to this scene where Harmony's trying to hang himself. Mm. And here comes the main character, mm-hmm. finds him hung, and what Harmony say? Cut, cut, off my, my cut my dick off and put it in my mouth. You got to say it the way he said it. Cut off my dick and stuff it in my mouth. And stuff it in my mouth. I almost put on brakes. I said, no, Harmony did not say that. I'm trying to figure out why on earth would he want somebody to do that? Because he was, I don't know. Well, evidently, well, when you sometimes when uh, you hang yourself, uh, men get a, uh, an erection, I guess, because all the blood is looking for a way to go out. So I guess maybe because he had an erection, he said, cut it out Stuffing him stuff up it in my mouth. And finish killing them all. And finish killing me. And then and then the, the main character looked at him like, should I? Then he had to stop and think. Well, Contemplate I I whether or not that. maybe uh, I, I should let I should him stay that. here or should I go ahead and oh, uh, my gosh. save this man? And then after he saves him, he becomes his permanent slave. But he kept saying, Harmony, mm-hmm. I'm not your master. Harmony said, yes, you are. Yes, you are. So you yes. had to listen to the book because in the book, characters come on, mm-hmm. the voices change. Oh, And Harmony's okay. voice in the book was like raspy and kind of... And he talked, and like, well, uh, well, if you were a slave. Yeah. And it was it was, it was was sad, but it was hilarious to me. So, and he had that little Uncle Tom mentality. He did. He never... Lo- and as a matter of fact, it got worse. The more... He Bon Bon, I guess we call him the main character. The more he tried to free himself and extricate himself from Harmony, the worse Harmony got. He was the worst slave you ever wanted me. He uh-huh. like Harmony. You only work fifteen minutes a day, mm-hmm. and you don't even do anything. And don't if, do that then. What kind of slave is that? What kind of slave is that? So you just you're you a voluntary do. slave who and, does na- absolutely nothing. And then let the what take They take him to the woman and let the woman beat him up. And it and, and then the the bomba bon, well, the main character, one of the childhood sweetheart. Oh yeah. Um, gave him a nickname Bon. bon. bon so bon. we're gonna call him Bon Bon or we call him Master or, or another character called out. him, called him sellout. Yeah. But he would pay for him to have sex. Yeah, He it wasn't having sex, it was just pay for him to get beat up. Get paid for him to get beat up. And and what what was the scene where he told um Bon, bon to beat him? Oh, that was when um I think it was right before he decided to start talk taking into a, a dominatrix okay because he he just couldn't do it you know I, you know i'm, I'm not going to beat this man but but uh hominy uh, insisted on being beat within an inch of my life don't kill me i'm like how do you differentiate how do you, uh, how he's inch of of your life? How far do you know? <sighs> to go and when it, to stop. I guess it takes a professional to know. Maybe he had a, a professional <laughs> a professional slave beater. <laughs> a, professional, a professional ass whooper. <laughs> <Okay. coughs> That's enough now. Uh, you about dead now. Oh yeah. You ain't got but one lung working. I see okay. the light. I, I see <laughs> the light. Stop. <laughs> and his relationship with um, Marpesa. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Marpesa his relationship with her was kind of weird Weird, because it was his childhood sweetheart. And they mm-hmm. had an off and on relationship. But towards the end, she had a husband. And she was still cheating with him. And, and she even told her husband. Uh-huh. And the thing about it was, why would you have a relationship with somebody and have sex with them and you don't get any, get anything out of it? Get, he would give them fruit. She'd give him, he'd give her fruit. Even her husband said, it's some good fruit. It's some good fruit. It oh. must have been excellent. If you if you change, exchange fruit for three minutes of pussy, that must have been some good damn fruit. fruit. And all I can think was, my gosh, why'd she even bother? Because I guess they had a relationship in the past. Well, the past is the past. But, you know, I just can't. So that that relationship was pretty bad. And yeah. then she was she was a bus driver. She was a bus driver. And he would get on the bus and drive all day with her. Yeah, he'd ride all day with her, and she'd take the bus and go off on excursions. The supervisor would be trying to find out where she is, and she at the beach having a party. Having a party. What is it? Um, Harmony's birthday. Harmony's birthday. When he finally put the sign up. That on said, the bus, it says, <laughs> happy birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Harmony. But no, the, the party said, handicapped and white people only. He was happy with that. He, he, he really embraced this segregation mm-hmm. and slavery thing. He wanted to be a part of it. He wanted to be a part of it. And I don't know if it's because his character grew up in, a, in that era where that is what was expected of black people, and he had learned to embrace it in order to survive. Hilarious to me. Now, what you think is hilarious, I think is sick.
1: Vice versa. <laughs> wow. Well,
0: Stephen King fan. You know, it's, well, hey, that's good reading. That's, that, 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 that's good That's scary stuff It's supposed to be scary You know This is not supposed To be scary But I was It's th- supposed to be funny <laughs> And that's what it was To me It was funny Oh my gosh The dumb dumb Donut intellectuals The club The, the club Now come on You would already call yourself A dumb dumb twice But then you Intellectuals, intellectuals. Now I was at first Offended by that name Because I'm like Okay you calling These black people Dumb dumb Mm-hmm. But then I had to realize it's a donut shop, so they call it Dumb Dumb. Donut Intellectuals. And they did it for years, and his father was headed it off, mm-hmm. and they didn't do anything. What'd they do? All they did was sit around, t- you know, you know how people do. Get in the barber shop or the donut shop, and just hand out bullshit ideas, trying to make themselves feel like they were doing something. I guess they had to feel like they were doing something. Mm-hmm. They wanted to feel as though they, you know, they're coming together to, for a cause, and they, they didn't have a because mm-hmm. They wanted to open the uh black Chinese restaurant. restaurant. <laughs> they really wanted that. Name. He was the, that uh, what was it King Cuz. Yeah. His friend King Cuz who uh whose real name was Curtis Baxter is a local gangster and member of the Dum Dum Donut Club. So he's a gangster and a member of the Dum Dum Donut intellectuals who wants a black Chinese restaurant. I'm t- the the book is crazy. It's crazy. It's just whoa. You got to I think part of, part of me wanted to laugh just to keep from crying. Like when um, Marion character's father dies. Now, after the way he was treated, you would think that he would say, well, do what you want to do with him. But he took the man and buried him like he was going to really miss somebody. Okay, you got back up, give people a little content. Okay. His father was shot by police. Was it a traffic stop or something? I think it was a traffic stop. In the back. Now... You would think, like you say, he would have been traumatized, mm-hmm. but he carried his father home, mm-hmm. Set him in a chair before he buried him. Before he buried him, had people come over, they saw his father, and then take him and bury him in the backyard. Was he removed from any kind of emotion? The only emotion that I really saw that he had, and it really, really wasn't that much, was with my palsa. You think so? That's, I don't. I didn't think he had. I don't know. I just didn't. I don't think he. I think he had a problem connecting with anybody on any real level. Everything was um, border. There was always a border set up. His his um, inability to function sexually with her, even though he loved her. I think he did. Um, his inability to connect with people on a real level. Everything was superficial. Yeah. And everything had to be, I guess, within a, 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 a realm which he can control. That He can control. Exactly. If he couldn't control it, then he didn't want any part of it. Mm-mm. So um, That's why... When um, he decided Dickens, Dickens was no longer on the map. Mm -hmm. They kind of, what we would call right now, rezoning, and he wanted to bring it back. So he physically goes around and draws a line around. A white line. A white line around the area and then make a sign that people would know that this is Dickens. Dickens. And then he... Started to have a relationship with one of the teachers in the local school. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, they built a school across the street for white kids. Right. And now they say, okay, black kids can't come in unless they pass the test. They knew the black kids couldn't pass that test. Yeah. Because they weren't, they weren't educated. They didn't have the same schooling. They didn't have the same resources or any of that. So he said, we're going to have our own. We'll have our own school. And that's one part of the book I kind of agree with him on. I, you know, I did too. Because I think that black people... When we have our own, we do produce a lot better than when we have to compete with white people. Just for the 60s, when integration of the schools first started in the 60s, late uh, late 60s, early 70s, when that happened, black people, we had our own communities. We had our own doctors, our own lawyers, our Our own dentists, our own banks, our own uh, stores, schools. We had had everything. Everything in our own community right there. But when when, when integration came... Uh, us thinking that we were going to get something better, actually, in my opinion, and this is just my opinion, it hindered us in a lot of ways. For me, it's like now I have to stop learning who I am, mm-hmm. and I have to start um, assimilating to what now you're going to tell me. I have, you have to, to know. be. I, I have, have to know, know this. I have to be this way. Uh huh. You can't wear your hair this way. You can't wear this kind of clothes or oh, whatever. This no. is a history you're going to learn now. We we prospered in our own neighborhoods we until did. we thought that what we had wasn't good enough and we had to go out be apart which is nothing wrong with being apart but you lose something we, we lose you lose something. Something, and we lost, we and lost if, something and if you keep accepting that and keep assimilating then you get to a point where yeah. you have generations who are so removed from who they what their history was that they don't even care they don't even feel as though it's an important it's anymore an important. we've been doing this all our life. it's not important mm-hmm. I see that in my generation mm-hmm. I said I think my parents because they we're in a period where they were kind of prospering, and they could mm-hmm. get their own houses mm-hmm. and buy cars and stuff. They had arrived, but then they start to forget where they came from. Where they came from, and what was and what was really important, which was family, and neighborhood, and people taking care of each other. Um, because I didn't know until I was a little bit older how much my father had to work. He, I knew he worked a lot, mm-hmm. but he worked in like Three, or four jobs, just to right. support, the just family, support the family, to keep that status, to keep mm-hmm. that image of having a house and a car and going on vacations and all that other stuff. Yeah. And I was like, was it worth it? And he would never talk about his family. Right. I knew my aunts and uncles, or, but I really didn't know my his parents. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what the relationship was. It, but it like he just want, he wanted to erase that part of, his, that life. Part of his life. of his And it's kind of like um, the main character. He didn't know who his mother was, so his father showed him some woman in Jet Magazine that he told him that was his mother. I don't think that was his mother. I just think it was the fantasy of who he wanted his, the, the, the mother of his child to be, the father, which I don't think that was her. Oh. I don't think he knew. He just picked some beautiful black woman out of a book and said, oh, that's your mother. And he just took it and didn't go any further. No research or anything. No research, trying to find her. No, didn't looking cry. at your birth certificate or mm-hmm. anything, just saying, okay, I'll accept. And that's what he did all the time. Everything his father did to him, he accepted. He accepted it. It was annoying to him, but it was acceptable because his father isolated. He was homeschooled. He didn't have to be around other students. He didn't have to compare, compare um, ther- certain things that are happening in your life. Because if he would have explained to someone that some of the things he was doing, they would look at him like, they'd have taken him away and put the father in a booby hatch. <laughs> I know they would have. If people knew what was really going on, the experiments, especially the electro, that one that one really got me. That he could have killed that boy. Or the one where he would he would say there were periods where he would be looking at TV and his father would stop mm-hmm. and give him a question. Yes, and if he didn't answer it right, he'd get a pinch or something. Yeah. Even in the movies. In the movies. In the movie know. theater. Yeah, I'm looking at a movie in the movie theater, eat my popcorn and if father gonna stop and question you about and then you missed the whole scene, uh, or how Lou, Lou, he said he missed the whole scene of how Luke Skywalker lost his hand. <laughs> that was funny. But that was another part of him just detaching. It it wasn't the fact that his father was barreling down on him, and the only thing he could think of was, I didn't see how he lost his hand, like that, like what his father said was, "Oh, pass the popcorn." And you missed the scene, and it and it, it was random too. Random. That's the part about it. You never knew when his father was going to swoop in and do something to him. Driving that boy all the way to Mississippi, trying to prove that Mississippi was uh, racist. Now, you in that. California. you in <laughs> Dickens, California. How many days it took them to I get to know. California? I don't know. I don't know. And, and and just imagine the conversations they had along the way that they didn't put. But you can just imagine some of the stuff mm-hmm. his father was talking now to I'm going to show you what a real racist looked like. And then got there and didn't find no real racist. They found races but he got the woman out of the store uh, the white woman out of the store and went, disappeared with her for hours, for money. So he could have sex with her for money. And, and the two white men sitting there, they didn't say anything. She did it all the time. She did it all the time. So it wasn't like, oh, wow, this black man got oh, this bo- white bo- woman. Uh-huh. She did it all the time. He tried to make him go over there and whistle at her. Go over there and whistle at her. Like he was trying to get another Emmett Till thing going. Go over there and wh- He didn't know how to whistle. And then had, <laughs> eating a mouthful of crackers the whole time. <laughs> so you know his mouth was hella dry. So he even if he tried to whistle, he probably couldn't the, the kind of the book was kind of sad to you and said, so, but what was some of the funny parts of it? Oh gosh, some of the funny parts you know mine was when he hung himself mm-hmm, but it's another it was another part in the book, and it was in the school uh-huh. and the the little boy put flour on his face. yeah. And then kept getting smacked. Around. He got his, he to, got pile of flowers on the face. He said, Well, I'm white. So uh-huh. He go to his daddy, and his daddy smacked yeah, him. Go show face. your grandmama that. He went to his mama next. Mm-hmm. Look, mama, I'm white. She smacked the shit out of him. Grandma did the same thing. Grandma, and when you go to grandma, you in big trouble. <laughs> went to, Go to your grandmother. Grandma smacked the shit out of him. Mm-hmm. And then she said, So what did you learn? He said, I ain't been a white person for 10 minutes, and y'all niggas getting on my nerves already. already. Yep. That was funny. <laughs> that was funny. I also like the description of uh, the Foy, what was his name? Um, uh, Foy Cheshire. Oh, he was just pathetic. He gonna rewrite Huck's he head. Go- <laughs> that was funny. He re- 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 rewriting all these books. <laughs> <And don't, laughs> Huckaberry Finn. <laughs> we got a Tom Sawyer. He called him Tom Sawyer instead of Sawyer. He and- rewriting all these books and thinking, I mean, these classic books and thinking that he gonna get known. For changing all the words around and taking all the race out of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then get offended because ain't nobody buying ain't his Ain't nobody book. buying his book. He was a mess. He was a complete mess. He was more of a mess, I think, than Hominy was. Because he, first of all, he was living on, I don't know, just the star that had faded for him. Still had the big house. Still had the car. Still had everything. But he was bankrupt. And he did have a, a show, but it was like on... It's like five o'clock in the morning five or something like early. that. Early and went nobody up. I went nobody up watching it. just the, the slow decline of who he was and how he couldn't let go of that fame. He, in my opinion, was more pathetic than Hominy because Hominy was just straight out crazy. Foy Cheshire, he was just uh, crazy and delusional. I felt pity for him too because I know people like him living right on the brink of just making it straight, but they want everybody to think, oh, I'm fine, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm still I still got it, I still got it like that. And he lied to Harmony for years saying that he had the original prince of the little Rascals. I know. So where you know, if you think it was given by a woman, if a woman was more and fluent in the book, do you think it would have been a little bit different? Of a role in the book? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I think so. Um, now that I think about the question, it depends on where where The woman would be or the female would be. If it was in his upbringing, I think it would have been a little bit different. Yeah, I was thinking about his mother. If he actually had a mother, maybe she would have taken him away from the abusive father or, you know, put the abusive father in his place. Yes. Being a little bit more nurturing. Yeah. Because he was not nurtured at all. Yeah. He didn't even know what it felt like to being, you know, cared about, cared for. So everything he did was out of rope. Oh, this is the way you're supposed to act when this happens. Okay, well, I'll do that. No real feeling, no real um, emotion. Yeah. But the uh, part that was uncomfortable for me uh, was when he was at the school with um, Mar Marpesa's best friend, and he bought the baby calf and oh, for um, career day. Career day. <gasps> that was that a- made me very uncomfortable. He gonna take the. Little, I thought cash. he was just gonna. I thought he was just gonna show him how it's done. You know, now this is what we do. When we have to castrate. But he let that little girl. Castrate that calf and run around playing with it back and putting the earrings on, make like click clacks. And then one little boy stole one of the uh testicles from her and was trying to use it for an earring. You thought that was that was uncomfortable to me? That was very uncomfortable for me because how could you do that? And then the thing about it was the kids who saw it now, something like that would have sent me screaming and running in terror. They just stood there and watched, like, Oh, I've seen something just as dastardly before like this was normal for them to see blood and screaming and the calf you know fighting like that was normal and she said I want to do it yeah she was really bold she was bold. I want to do it I want to cut it I'm like what no uh uh-uh-uh they ain't got no antiseptic or anesthesia for the little cow I don't know if they do that or not But I know that if I was going to be the one to have to do something like that, I'd give the cow at least a little shot or something to stop him from being in so much pain. Yes. No, they let the little baby calf be castrated in front of all them kids. Nothing. Nothing. Looks like it was nothing. Oh, awful. That part bothered me a lot. I didn't find too many things that were offensive, but they were kind of shocking. Shocking. Uh, But there are some people who are going to find the whole book offensive. Yeah. Okay. I've been in D.C. all my life. Mm-hmm. I know what the Supreme Court do and do, does and does not do. Mm-hmm. I ain't never seen nobody walk up to the Supreme Court and bring out a joint. In the, in chamber. the chamber. Uh-huh. That was kind of like, that's like, kind of really out there. And I'm like, wait a minute. That was that was so confusing because that was in the prologue. Yeah. And I'm like, well. What Supreme Court they're talking about? Because in our Supreme Court... They not talking about the Supreme Court in Washington, D.C. Because you can't bring out no, no joint like that. And, and talking to the judge any kind of way, and the judge talking to you just as bad? hmm It was crazy. Crazy. That That's fiction. That's when you go, oh, that couldn't even possibly happen. And then I know the the steps it takes to get to the Supreme Court. Everybody mm-hmm. know it takes years, years. Years. Well, they said that it co- took about two years, right? Or something it's like that? But m- still... Took more than that. But the, but how he got there? Yeah. How he got there, who sh- who shot him? Um Foy did. Um Foy, yeah, at, did. Yeah. Um bomb. Bon shot him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't nothing that want won't kill him. It was like more like a flesh wound. He thought and it then was here come Harmony. They asked him, Who is this man, Harmony? That's my master. That's my master. And they look at like, wait a minute. Harmony, <laughs> yeah, he tell anybody, that's my master. That's my master. And they looking Mom. at him like, What? So he goes to the Supreme Court because they're charging him with enslavement mm-hmm. and trying to bring back segregation. Yep. And think about it, was how many was perfectly fine in the role that he cast himself in? He didn't think of himself as being enslaved, he thought that that was his right to that, do because he saved his life. And I will get out of it when I choose to get out of mm-hmm. it. Not when you tell me I need to it out of it because I, I want to stay. A slave until mm. I can't be I don't want to be a slave no more. And the but now, now, this is another funny part is after Foy shot him, the guy Harmony went running after Foy there, where my where my little rascal tapes all he cared about was getting his little rascal tapes back. Foy, where my little, little rascal r- tapes. I came at I know you got I know you got my <laughs> tapes. It's like uh, I want my daddy I want my, my daddy, daddy records. <laughs> <laughs> I want my little black, rascal tapes Blind <laughs> Melody <Giant. laughs> i tell say the book is hilarious Yeah that part was funny And I'm like yo the, the, book is the hilarious guy was just me. shot And all you're doing is running at him To get your to tape get your st- but it, I found that even when there's things that are funny In the book there's truth mm-hmm. Like there was one part where they said Black people they look for reparation mm-hmm. We want explanations mm-hmm. But we really don't want closure Right and all those characters, I think that was something that they never looked for. They never looked for, look for closure. Yeah, he wouldn't, give, he wouldn't give up Marpessa even after she got married and had a baby. Mm-mm. And she wouldn't give him up. For Cheshire. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't give up the fact that he was a nobody. And to, to downsize and get rid of that expensive car and that expensive wash and go live somewhere where he could afford to live, he refused to let go of that. Mm-mm. He wanted to keep the facade up of I'm this famous person. But he part of the dum dumb... dumb Donut International Intellectual? Club, too. Just the name of it, you were like, what people would join that, that kind of club? And then they got mad because, what is it, Um, Bonbon bon decided he didn't want to be, be a part of it no more. He didn't want to be a part of it no more. Like I said, it's a good read, but you got to, I'd say, read slow. You, you got to be quick on your feet, think, think uh, thought-wise in this book, because you, you can get lost really easy. You can, and uh, one of the things I had, like I said, I had to keep telling me, even when it's a book of fiction, mm-hmm. this ain't true. This is not true. But. There's a little bit of truth in everything that he said. Yes. Because mm-hmm. there are people who are in relationships like that. hmm There are people, there are black people who don't want to believe that they're black. Yes. They want to believe that, oh, I'm just as good as anybody else. They're I acceptable. Uh-huh. They're the exception. Yep. And that they, what they offer is so much better than mm-hmm. any other black person can offer. Exactly. And, and and I don't understand why I actually have the desires that I have. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Harmony. Mm-hmm. It, he He's a puzzle to me. He's truly a puzzle to me. Um, first, and then Bomb. Um, bomb mm-hmm. is the second one. Because I know for me, I would have at least tried to leave the area. Yeah. He never... He never tried to leave. He never tried to leave. He just wanted it to be... What it was? What it was? To he didn't want to close. He didn't want to say, "Okay, this is it." Mm-hmm. Um, Dickens is Dead no longer. longer Dickens. And then he went all over the world trying to find a sister city. Trying to find a sister <laughs> city. And then Harmony have nerve to get a f- attitude and say, "You can't even do that. Mm-hmm. You can't even find a sister city." Well, he tried, but uh, and none of the sister cities wanted to be. They were too No, they would. They, they didn't want to be. So we ain't ever heard of Dickens. So we don't want to be sisters to that. I mean, he went all over the world looking for a sister city. I thought eventually that... Well, I think maybe he lied. He lied. I he think lied so. to Harmony and told him he found yeah, one. He found one. Because he knows him. Harmony wasn't going to look for it. Mm-mm. So he just told him what he wanted to hear. So he can leave him alone uh, leave once him alone. again. It's a sad state of affairs. I would, based on the people that I know, I would only suggest it to certain people mm-hmm. um, to read the book. I suggest that everybody read it. Because everybody needs to see... That there's, like I said, there's some truth in every bit of the book. It may, the truth may be stretched to the limit. Yes. But it's still there. Yes. It's still there. It's all still there. Yeah. So, I would I would go ahead and do it. Uh, I'd do it. Yeah. I'd read it. And it, you know, if you have any questions, then go ask a black person. <laughs> if you ain't black. <laughs> what does this mean? What does that mean? I don't understand that. Do y'all really do that? You <laughs> gotta explain to you. You gotta explain. We got a black spleen. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. Black spleen. Okay, I just did a I did a funny. So, All right. That was really good. That was good. I like um, that one. I would like to end with words of inspiration. It's a quote from Oprah Winfrey. Passion is energy. Feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. I hope to see you again at Molly's place. Bye.